the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley. We think that listening with our app is a great investment of your time. Download it free today. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Vladimir Putin addressed his nation today with a vow to defend Russia from an armed rebellion being declared by mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin. Here's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg from Moscow. This was a tough talking Vladimir Putin trying to show to the Russian people that he is a president who remains in control of the situation, a very difficult situation. So we had phrases like, this is a, a stab in the back. He said that uh, domestic troubles were a deadly threat. That's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. Authorities from the U.S. and Canada have begun the process of investigating the cause of the fatal Titan submersible implosion, even as they grapple with questions of who will be responsible for determining how the tragedy unfolded. The Coast Guard said a formal inquiry has yet to be launched. This is SRN News. Politics and education. It's often easier to learn what people are against than what they're for. Education America believes there's a better conversation to be had, and it's a conversation about what we're for. Abraham Lincoln famously said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Let's awaken the world around us to the foundational truths that shaped our nation and see Lincoln's words come to life. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson on Education America, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Visit savetheclassroom.com for podcasts, past episodes, and other resources. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Tune in Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Check out savetheclassroom.com. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. I always thought the tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com.
Welcome back. King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Still keeping an eye on what's happening in Russia right now. Um, I'll, I'll let you know if there's anything uh, further updated. It, to, if you're listening anew, uh, and, and just, to, just to recap very quickly, um, overnight a situation developed where, where uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, who owns the uh, Wagner, um, uh, the, the Wagner uh, private contractor, these uh, uh, military contractors um, who are, or mercenaries, if you would, um, he, um, took over, a, apparently took over a military headquarters in Rostov-on-Don. That's in, that's in the, on the Russian side of the border, but fairly close to where the fighting in Ukraine is happening. Complaining that he has been targeted for his criticism of the army, because he thinks they've been very ineffective, partners in in the fight um but wanting to succeed in ukraine i should be clear prigozhin is no friend of ukraine prigozhin is no friend of the west he is a he is he is also a monster i'm not going to use the word equally a monster i don't i because i don't know that the comparison does any good that said um he took over he 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 announced that after taking over this military establishment, this military compound in Rostov-on-Don, that he was holding accountable the, the defense ministry. He's not directly said anything about Putin. He has directed his attacks on Putin's selected people who run the military offensive there. He wants changes uh, there and is actually taking a convoy of, mili- of his military force up the highway to Moscow at the moment that I'm talking to you, 10.05 uh, uh, on the 24th of June, uh, Central Time. He is, he is approximately five to six hours away from the outskirts of Moscow, which is being prepared for, for something real happening. Um, there are roads being closed. There, are, there, there are fortifications being put in place. Additional troops being deployed. So this is this is real stuff happening there right now. Um, based on all the information coming in, if something new happens, I will let you know. But I wanted to go back to doing our regularly scheduled programming. I also just wanted to note. I just happened to see this story during the break. Our cars, without our permission, are being turned into robots. Presently, they may drive on without us transporting other robots. This is an article that's in the City Journal. Um, I will say, I don't, I don't, um, uh, I don't particularly uh, love the idea that cars that drive themselves. But I'll say, I bought a new vehicle, which has this ability to do some steering by itself. It's one of the ones you see on TV. So I took it out on a county road and and took the hands off the steering wheel. For approximately for approximately two minutes, and it sure did do that. Uh, um, and uh, it's just fascinating. I'll 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 like it. Maybe I'll retweet it at the break. And Lynn, thank you. Who at Teeny Bopper didn't love the cow sills? Come on, yes, we all did, right? Lynn, did you know the cow sills were the model for the Partridge Family? Indeed, they were. Right, the cow sills were built up by a producer from the outside, just like. The producers, like the producer, what was his name? I can't remember the, the actor's name. He was called Dave on the show. Um, but um, 
but uh, being in there, my one my one regret is that people do not recognize the the musical and theatrical genius of Shirley Jones, uh, and the fact that she made that show, I still quite can't get over, because uh, it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're a great actress. What are you a great singer? What are you doing here? Um, so anyway. Uh, I yes, I loved the Cow Sills and and I loved Herman's Hermits. Uh, they were absolutely amazing. Uh, and and Peter Noon, who I believe is seventy seven now, is still out there, um, still out there on the, on the uh, boards, um, putting on a great show just night after night. Uh, look at their web page and look at how many shows that guy does. It is. It is quite an experience. He's got he's got quite the energy. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I don't normally ask you to call me, but I'm going to today. In this hour, I want to hear from you because I am I am struggling with what I heard in this five. This is five and a half minutes. We didn't record all five and a half minutes, but Liz, Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts who is a huge supporter of the Dodd-Frank legislation, indeed thinks it didn't go far enough, wants it to go further, has long had an axe to grind with the Federal Reserve. So, as I mentioned in the last hour, on on Wednesday and Thursday, the semi-annual testimony of the Federal Reserve occurred. Jay Powell went up to Capitol Hill, and on Thursday he was he was in front of the Senate Banking Committee. He gets up and, and he he gets up to give his remark. He gives his prepared remarks. You heard some of them in the last hour. We won't replay them. But but basically saying we still think we're going to go one or two more rate increases before the end of the year, and then we don't see ourselves going down very quickly. Maybe by the end of the year, the consensus is is that we would make three or four rate drops maybe 75 to 100 basis points but using the magic words data dependent saying you know it all depends on what we see going forward who knows so right Liz Ward wasn't hearing any of that she wasn't interested in that um you're what you get instead is a um um what you get instead is a is this exchange, which I'm going to start playing. I start. I think we started recording this about a minute in. So she takes him through a little bit of the Silicon Valley Bank history. And then she jumps in with this point here, just to set this up. This is Elizabeth Warren, cut one. Number one. To the Fed's own analysis of the Silicon Valley bank failure, you weakened the rules in multiple ways. You reduced capital requirements. You weakened liquidity risk management. You skipped out on using enhanced stress testing for banks with tens of billions of dollars in assets and more. So it was interesting to me that, that at the very same time that happens, um, or published actually, yes, on that very same, on that evening, the Wall Street Journal carries an opinion piece written by Jeb Henserling and Michael Solon 
Um, Michael Solon, I don't know that I know this person. Um, Mr. Solon advises a company called U.S. Policy Metrics that I had never heard of. But Jeb Hensley should probably be familiar to you. He currently is on on the Advisory Council for Americans for Prosperity, which is a which is sort of a very pro free market company uh, institution think tank uh, that has state companies around the country. There's a there's a Minnesotan Minnesota branch of Americans for Prosperity. I've I've spoken to them several times. I've been on panels with them. Um, I'm I'm largely happy with the work they do. And I will say, I think this is an American for Prosperity piece that I'm reading from. And I tweeted it to you using the hashtag pound KBRS. Um, uh, pound KBRS back in uh, a, a few hours ago. Um uh, attached to this conversation about the Wall uh, uh, from from uh, about Warren and uh, and and Powell, so I I go to it because it is an argument. And I'll just read. I'll start with the title: Regulators may sink America's banks. A credit tightening increase on capital standards won't help the American economy. It's almost, in fact, it's, so just the first paragraph. In response to this year's failures of mid-sized banks, and I'll remind you, the three banks that failed, indeed, Elizabeth Warren will remind you coming up. They might be mid-sized banks compared to the big eight, but the second, third, and fourth largest failures all happened in 2023. The Federal Reserve, the FDIC, and the Comptroller of Currency is trying to mandate 20% higher capital standards for the nation's largest banks. The Obama administration did the same thing after the subprime mortgage crisis in 2010. It's a mistake. When the, when the totality of macroeconomic conditions are weighed, the dramatically higher capital requirements will threaten financial stability. Read it. It's entirely... I encourage you. It's entirely a piece that is defending uh, defending the banks from having an increase in capital requirements. Having said that, let me repeat. This is what Elizabeth Warren says to Jay Powell during his testimony on Thursday. Let's play again. Cut one. According to the Fed's own analysis of the Silicon Valley bank failure, you weakened the rules in multiple ways. You reduced capital requirements. You weakened liquidity risk management. You skipped out on using enhanced stress testing for banks with tens of billions of dollars in assets and more. The Fed, the point is, and what she's trying to get across to him is, you had all the tools. We gave you these tools in Dodd-Frank. We gave you the tools you needed to do, and you actually chose not to use the tools. So don't blame us. We didn't do it. You did it. You, uh, Chair Powell. Um, and so let's take a look. I'm just looking at the clock. Let me take a break here. Uh, I, was, I was really just getting going, but we'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, and we'll hear Jay Powell's answer right after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. 
from Zumbrota to Zambia and Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit. We're where you are. Stream Twin Cities Business Radio anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. It is only the rest of your life. Are you prepared for it? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing retirement income and the risks that need to be overcome during your golden years. Alan Mike will share with you how to create a sustainable income strategy. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Welcome back to Banging Show, the Biz 1440. So um, we've been listening to just this first piece of the of about a a five and a half minute conversation or testimony where oh, Senator Elizabeth Warren on the Senate Banking Committee is questioning Chair Jay Powell of the Federal Reserve, and she accuses she accuses the Fed of of and and doesn't really accuse him of doing anything more than what the Fed's own report said had happened. That that the the regulators had not gotten there in time and, and were too timid in trying to address the issues at Silicon Valley Bank. Powell 
I believe I believe this next cut is Powell himself. Let's play this cut two. And the result was nope. that the second. No, no, no. I tell you what. Let me let me reset that. Indeed, let's let, let's just reset that for a second. Uh, so she's just said to him, "You had all of these, you had all of these things, these tools in your toolbox. You not only chose not to use them, you tried to push them away and." And have have not the ability to use them, so you didn't have to be responsible for bank failures. And here's what happened as a result. Now play cut two. And the result was that the second, third, and fourth largest bank <clears throat> failures in U.S. history, which together required $23 billion in bailout money. In fact, you now hold the record. In a single year, the FDIC has been forced to rescue more giant failed banks on your watch than any Fed chair in American history. Now, not only did they bail out, when they said they bailed out banks, who did they really bail out? What they really bailed out were the depositors, right? FDIC, the D in FDIC stands for deposit. And what happened was the the this by invoking the systemic the systemic risk provision in Dodd Frank, and okay, and it wasn't just I should point out, although although to his credit, he Powell never says this. He could not do what he did without the permission of S- Secretary Yellen. You'll notice. Janet Yellen's name does not come from the lips of Liz, of Liz Warren. It does not come from the lips of Jay, of Jay Powell. It is, in fact, missing. <laughs> it, is, it is missing from the entire, entire piece. So, so yesterday, uh, reported yesterday morning, where is that sound coming from? I just got this loud noise in my head. It's not you. It's not you, Spencer. It was it was one, my computer. Uh, yesterday, Bloomberg asked for a uh, document. Um, asked okay, asked for a document to uh, um, uh, uh, find out what were the size of the accounts that had been preserved by FDIC's protection of Silicon Valley Bank. They got the size of the accounts and it turned out they forgot to redact the names. So if you go back in the time in, in on Twitter, look back at my timeline, uh, you can scroll back and um, you can scroll back and find uh, 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 from yesterday the big names that got backstop of for billions in uninsured SVB deposits. This was the result of a of, of an accidental release of information. People have been blaming the Federal Reserve. There was a there was a widely circulated tweet that the Federal Reserve did this. They did not. FDIC did this. Okay, and and the top ten depositors are listed there. One, of course, the Silicon Valley Bank itself, and the SVB Financial Group. But Sequoia Capital Fund is in there. Sequoia Capital Fund is a giant uh, venture capitalist that 
sticks tons of money into Silicon Valley. Their balance at at uh, Silicon Valley Bank at the time it was taken by the FDIC was was one billion one one billion and eleven million plus dollars. Um, Roku had four hundred fifteen million in the bank. Altos Labs six hundred six hundred million in the bank. Marquetta sixth floor, but the the ones that have caught everyone's attention uh, is a tech company called Kanzun, which makes a mobile recruiting app called uh, Boss Jipun. It's of course, it, it's it's based in Beijing, as you might guess. Kanzun had almost six had nine hundred million dollars at SVB. Those deposits got guaranteed. Those depositors were made whole. Is it worth asking whether or not it was worth it? And my point, and the reason I'm asking you to call me at 651-289-4477, do you think Elizabeth Warren has a point? Do you think that she's entirely wrong to cast there, right? We tend to put on, you know... Red shirts and blue shirts. We tend to take sides in these things, and 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 we can use all kinds of names to describe that behavior. But if I'm on if I'm on one side and she's on the other side, and on on so many things, I disagree with Elizabeth Warren. I'm struggling to find myself arguing strenuously on Jay Powell's side versus. Elizabeth Warren's side. In some sense, it's sort of like this thing going on in Russia right now. I have a hard time. You know, it's sort of like, yay, Prigozhin might get rid of Putin. Ugh, Prigozhin's a, Prigozhin's a terrorist himself. <laughs> right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I'm supposed to root for here. Well, I think what you can root for is the possibility. I mean, Putin sure is not leaving Ukraine. Prigozhin might. He might choose to leave Ukraine, or at least you know get it, get people out of the way. Um, interestingly, in this piece from uh, Bloomberg from last night, former Vice President Mike Pence argued that backstopping all depositors amounted to a bailout, a depiction that the Biden administration has put back against strenuously. Um, and one of the reasons they're put he's. Uh, that uh, uh, Vice President Pence has pushed on this is because there was a Chinese bank in there for nine hundred million. That was guaranteed. Here's what. Here's the, I believe this is the start of Powell's answer. Let's play cut number three. Chair Powell, do you agree nope. with Vice Chair Barr's conclusion that the Fed bears a big share of the responsibility? for the failure of SVB? I think I certainly think that our supervision um, has been shown to have been lax in not being assertive enough. I think that the supervisors saw the right issues and, and but weren't forceful enough in hindsight. So he says, yeah, my, my folks kind of didn't get this entirely right. And so he accepts some blame. Right? Is he accepting a whole lot of blame? I don't know. Let's continue. Cut number four. 
So yesterday, Chair Powell, this committee voted on a bill to help hold CEOs accountable when their actions blow up banks. At the Fed, you are the one who lobbied, who drafted, and who voted for weaker rules. And you were ultimately responsible for the team of Fed supervisors who fell down on the job. Right. So she continues. She, I mean, it's pretty clear. She did not vote for him for confirmation. She is no fan of Powell. It's that's a long-standing, long-standing relationship they have with each other, to the extent you could call a relationship. I believe this is his response. Cut five. So I, th- I think we learned some lessons from the from the bank failures, and I the main responsibility I take is to learn the right lessons from this and to. Uh, undertake to to address them so we don't have a situation like this where we had unexpectedly a a large bank fail and uh, spread contagion into the banking system. That's not supposed to happen, and and we need to take appropriate steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. But how many times has it happened, Mr. Chairman? It has happened time and time and time again. You could could say 2007 if we had our friend... uh, Vern McKinley with us. He would take you back to Connell, Illinois. He would take you back to to, to previous episodes. Um, okay, uh, um, uh, Penn, Penn Central. Um, bailouts are common. And you kind of wonder, you know, is, is Elizabeth Warren, in fact, kind of arguing the point we might argue? which is the market should sort this thing out. We're going to talk in, uh, later in, in, in the hour today about what could the private sector do to help us um, maybe provide a better set of incentives for banks not to engage in all of this risk. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to play just a little bit more of the of this conversation, this testimony uh, of Jay Powell talking with uh, with Senator Warren um, right after this. You listen to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. 
Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Welcome back. King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Still keeping an eye on what's happening in Russia, where where I think uh, the pace of the news has slowed down. The uh, uh, latest estimate was that uh, the advance the advances of the column uh, from uh, the Wagner Group's uh, forces heading toward Moscow is within about 220 miles of Moscow, so it could arrive there middle evening. Uh, perhaps, uh, rather than I initially thought trying to just time out when they left and so forth. I was guessing more like midnight, but it could be a little bit earlier than that based on how fast they're going and the fact that they haven't gotten much in the way of resistance, it appears, um, so far, except for one helicopter attack. So I'm keeping an eye on it, but uh, I wanted to come back and focus a little bit more on this particular piece Again, yesterday, FDIC um, accidentally, I'll say, revealed the names of the top ten depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, all of whom uh, got got some help. Um, Altos Lab was on that group. Um, it's a private it's a private firm that uh, does cell regeneration research. They had six hundred eighty million in the bank. Um, um, they um, uh, one of the investors in in Altos is uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, then a payment startup called uh, Marketa Incorporated, uh, and um, uh, they and then Intrafi Network, uh, which does deposit services to financial institutions, um, and, and and the biggest one, of course, was. Uh, was uh, Circle uh, Circle Internet Financial? Circle is uh, the company that what they were doing is they were holding their 
their uh, uh, reserves for their their cryptocurrency USD coin at SVB. They had 3.3 billion listed on deposits uh, that was there, uh, and then uh, Bill.com, which is a fintech company. So basically, you could tell the the recurring theme in there is that we've been helping all of these these banks. And we are helping all of these depositors by bailing out SVB. We said, we're not going to impose a 10% haircut on you. And the belief was we could have reduced the cost of the bailout if we had just said anybody with deposits over the 250000 will get $0.90 cents on the dollar and told the other 10 they should be there. That would have reduced the cost of the bailout of, of uh, SVB substantially. I think I've seen numbers in the area of, of, of maybe as much as uh, three, two to three billion dollars reduction if we imposed just some of the cost onto them. Um, let me go on to, to let me go on with this conversation. So we've heard Powell basically say, "Yeah, we made some mistakes, and we promise we won't make them again." Senator Warren was really not having any of that. Let's play cut six. Uh, super supervision was was at fault. That's both at the board and at, at the reserve. And banks. are you ultimately responsible for those supervisors? Are you Actually, in charge under the, here? under the law, the vice chair for supervision. Has, okay, so you has take no authority. responsibility. I didn't on say that. that. Well, that's what I'm trying to ask. That's I'm trying to I understand said. what you take responsibility. for. I take responsibility for addressing the situation appropriately. That's, that's talking about that's going forward. Focus. That's my focus. It's yeah. going forward. Yeah, well, that kind of sounds like not taking responsibility for what you've done in the past. Right. Uh, and and so she was, like I said, she was not having it. Um, and it is interesting. This is the second time you're, you might recall, we played this right after SVB closed and the report from after SVB closed, um, we had a report from um, from the Fed, from the Vice Chair for for uh, Supervision uh, at the Fed, that came out and said Michael Barr, I believe is his name. Um, somehow blanked on that name right now. Michael Barr comes out and says says here are all the things we got wrong, and uh, you know here comes out with a report. He's asked about the report and he says. And he says, well, and, and is asked something similar to what, what Senator Warren asked. What's your responsibility for what happened to SVB? And he said, well, that's actually the vice chair of supervision. And points to Dodd-Frank saying they're the ones that created the rule. They created the vice chair for supervision, which is true. Dodd-Frank changed the Federal Reserve Act or amended the Federal Reserve Act to create this vice chair for supervision. And that gives them some independent authorities that that Paul argues has argued though not actually accrue to him and so in essence he's been given a scapegoat and it's actually not Michael Barr because Michael Barr is so new he showed up like two months before the closure of SVB no one really blames him they blame the previous guy Randy Quarles, who's also writing editorials in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere that are largely saying, hey, these regulations you're proposing to put in place are pretty harsh and could actually cause a real problem for the banks, just as the one 
I tweeted to you this morning from Jeb Henserling and another and, and another author, former former chair of the House Financial Services Committee, and now someone who I'm willing to bet if we look at his look at his income statements, he's going to we're going to find out he's probably sitting on one or two bank directorships and probably making some money from that too. I find myself in this odd place of actually agreeing with Senator Warren. It does not happen often. I'm asking you, listeners. Most of you have a similar viewpoint of the world that I have. You probably think of yourselves as being more free market, a little more maybe on the right than the left. You pro- Maybe not all of you. And I actually hope if you aren't that way, I hope, sh- I hope to heck that you would actually be the first people to call. I would put you at the front of the line. Tell me, what do you think? Are you taking her side of this story or are you taking his? Okay. Let's play one more cut. Let's, this is cut seven. You know, a month ago, we had the CEOs of the banks that exploded in here. And each of them had scooped up huge bonuses. And each of them said they planned to keep every penny of that money. And now we have the chair of the Federal Reserve who led the charge to weaken bank regulations, who oversaw the bank supervisors who failed miserably to hold these banks in line. And again, the accountability is zero. Our banking system is broken. $23 billion in bailout money, and there is no accountability for those at the top. And once again, the people who didn't cause the mess are forced to clean it up. We need significant changes here. Do you agree with her? Do you agree with her? I think it needs. I think there needs to be a significant change. Now, some folks, John Cochran, for example, um, the, the, the grumpy economist, who uh, is a Hoover fellow and certainly a certainly considered a person of the right, um, is actually on on record saying we need to significantly increase the capital requirements at banks. What does that mean? It means that a bank has to have to raise more money. Okay, raise more money and hold it and reduce the amount of deposits they have. Remember, deposits are the are the lifeblood of the bank because they, it allows them to then make loans with other people's money. So let me go back to the beginning. I tweeted to you a story that I said you could wait to read until after the show. It's, it's from National Affairs. Uh, it's written by Arnold Kling, who I've talked about in the past, and he, he actually has a background... Uh, have, having actually worked at FDIC at one time in his in his past, uh, he's currently an adjunct scholar at the uh, at Cato and affiliated with the Mercatus Center at uh, at George Mason. So he's definitely definitely sort of a free market guy. But he points out that the you know depositing money into banks, depositors are indirectly investing in risky long term pro- pro- projects. This is socially beneficial in that it supports greater economic activity and productive investment than would take place without banking. And that's what folks like like Randy Quarles or Jeb Henserling or any other number of uh, bank lobbyist types would tell you. But it generates bank runs. And importantly, it also, it also creates something called something that uh, we really haven't talked about on the show, but probably worth bringing up today just to introduce the topic to you at the end of the show 
And then over the rest of the summer, I think I'm going to try to tease out a little bit more of what is meant by a Minsky cycle. I actually was not encouraged to read time to Minsky when I was in grad school. I read one of his books anyway. I, I will admit, I finished the book and I'm like, I can see why they didn't want me to read it. I don't really understand this. But over the succeeding 40 years of my education... I would argue I should have I, 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 I should have read it again all the way back back then. So we know there so there are two issues with banks, and this is kind of what we're pointing out. Bank runs and then Minsky cycles. I'm gonna talk about each of each of those here in, in after these messages. You're listening to the King Banging Show on the Biz fourteen forty. <laughs> We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. George Orwell's book, 1984, was supposed to be fiction, not a roadmap. He understood the importance of this mindset when he said, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Today, more than ever, our classrooms have become a place of conformity and not liberty. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson as they lead the conversation about what's required to take steps forward in putting these liberties back in our classrooms and our country. Education America tackles the biggest issues around education, including critical race theory, racial equity, school choice, and so much more. Tune into Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Saving the classroom starts with being informed and being ready to stand up. Join Rebecca and Abigail Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. The shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie, Innovation Race, now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we're where you are. 
We are Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. So we're going to do this over a series of weeks. So we're just setting this up now. But I, I found the I found the the exchange between Elizabeth Warren and and Jerome Powell um, provocative, provoking me to think more about whether or not our banking system is broken. Because I have to say, there's some there's some serious signs, and there's there's reform efforts being suggested by both folks on the left like Elizabeth Warren and free market types uh, and I include myself in that number who are trying to find a way to get a, to get us out of the world of deposit insurance because it doesn't appear like deposit insurance works and and um, it doesn't appear like deposit insurance works and yet it um it seems to me that that we're, we have we have issues. Why does deposit insurance work? Well, let's talk about this a minute, just for a minute, right? What do we know about banks? Banks take in deposits and they promise you, regardless of what what they do with your money, they promise you that when you want it, you can have it back, and that you're going to receive um, a fee, a thank you for letting them use it, and that fee is called interest, right? You're going to receive interest now. Sometimes we're going to borrow that money from you and say you can come get back the entire amount anytime you want. Sometimes we're going to lock it down and say you can have it only after a year or two. We might actually put in some some additional language that might say if you come to get it and you want it like today, we're going to charge you a 10%. We're going to give you a 10% haircut. If you say you can wait a week, we're going to give you a 5% haircut. If you say you want it back in a month, even though it's not your time yet to get it back. If you give us one month warning, we'll give you back all your money plus the interest you earned so far. You could write a contract like that. That's not a problem. But normally, you're borrowing a bunch of this money through deposits to which depositors have access almost immediately. So it is this very short-term borrowing that banks then use to create loans which they know the value of because they've assessed who's doing the borrowing, but they don't. But you, as the depositor, don't know, and people from outside, other banks, don't know. So that if sometime a bank needs cash, you know, because depositors want money, and they're like, "Oh, I have to turn some of my illiquid assets into something liquid," I actually have to find someone to buy it, and if I have to find someone to buy it fast, I will end up getting less money for it than less than its full value. Because I know more what that's worth than somebody else. If I want to sell it to you quickly without giving you a week or two to do your due diligence, um, I'm I'm going to say, well, rather than doing your due diligence, I'll sell it to you at 80 cents on the dollar, let's say. That means that that bank is insolvent. If it has too many, if it has too many deposit outflows and it can't sell its assets fast enough, it runs into a problem, right? It becomes illiquid. 
Right? And that's what happens with most banks. Most banks are solvent but illiquid. A few of them can become insolvent if they have to sell off their loans rapidly, which is in fact what happened to SVB. In order to meet the, the, uh, the sudden rush of deposit outflows caused by tech bros calling each other or sending themselves messages, messages on Twitter, SVB had to sell off a bunch of loans quickly, sold them at a loss, had to book those losses, had to book other losses as well, and, and as, because of accounting rules, and all of a sudden it's insolvent. Deposit insurance is really not a great way to... Uh, it, it's supposed to be a solution for that, right? Um, but the problem is when you give banks deposit insurance... Banks no longer have to worry about just taking prudent risks. They can take imprudent risks and knowing, hey, if it turns out great, I'm going to earn income, I'll pay back to depositors, and I'll have a profit. And if it doesn't turn out, oh, well, FDIC will make my depositors whole, and I'll just walk away. I'll just walk away with nothing. And this is something called moral hazard. Now, moral hazard could be overcome by creating a different set of rules, right? Uh, and that's what private insurance companies do all the time, right? So a private insurance company, let's say, okay, I'll give you a good example. Let's say I'm an athlete, and, the, and as an athlete, I want to insure myself against something that would cause an injury that would cause me no longer to be able to perform as, as a professional athlete. The insur- and so I go to the insurance company and say, I will pay you some money, and then if I end up having some accident or some injury that causes me not to be able to perform before my, say, 35th birthday, um, you're going to give me so much money. The insurance company will say, well, that's fine, but we're going to put some riders in place. For example, you can't ride a skateboard. Because skateboards are dangerous and they can lead to injury and you might hurt yourself. And we don't want to have to pay you. We don't have to pay off the insurance policy if you get injured, not by performing your performing your task or having some completely random accident, but because you are, are hanging out at, at the uh, skating place. We don't want that. Well, FDIC doesn't write... FDIC doesn't write those kinds of cases, right? FDIC and the Fed and the office, we've got three different regulators trying to do this, and it doesn't work well. So how do we fix that? Well, we're going to, I encourage you to read the, the Arnold Kling piece that I linked to uh, earlier this morning at the, with the hashtag pound KBRS on Twitter to see how he deals with it, which is a form of private insurance. But let me take a minute. I only have two minutes left. So let me just take a moment to tell you what a Minsky cycle is. All right. And this is directly from Kling's article. Minsky warned that financial stability can lead to instability. As time passes without a financial crisis, firms become more optimistic and lenders loosen credit standards. In other words, you get a bit of a mania in in making loans. So you take on riskier projects, and then eventually something triggers a crisis, and then all of a sudden firms go from being optimistic to being pessimistic, and they have a hard time getting credit to, uh, and and off you go into a recession. That is the sixty. That's the thirty-second version of a Minsky cycle. That you get you get waves of optimism and pessimism that exacerbate actual things that are happening in the economy. 
and that trying to just think about it in terms of the equilibrium this or equilibrium that doesn't quite get things right. Okay? Um, the problem the problem with Minsky cycles, as Kling points out, is they can happen because it's it's sort of a mass psychological event. You get you get you you get mob you get a not mob's not the right word, but you get you get the entirety of a sector moving in one direction or the other direction. And that, that can lead that can lead to the hard problem there. So the Minsky cycle on top of bank runs lead to an instability that we have to figure out how to hold in place. And frankly, in this world where we're all online more often, I'm concerned that the Minsky cycle problem has become a bigger problem. And there's nothing that tells me that more than the tech bros calling each other to run SVB, which frankly, to Liz Warren, I would just say, how would you stop that? I don't think she has an idea for that as well. So we're going to talk about that more later through the summer. Uh, I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you uh, for your work down at the Mothership, uh, Spencer. And we'll see you next week here on the King Banging Show on the Biz 1440. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again. Playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate. Teammates and coaches that care. The sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. 
Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. The Biz 144. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.